What is truth? Seldom black and white, usually complex. The fifth column goes on the inside in search of it. The Baltic states are being accused of rewriting and distorting history in order to minimise what many believe to be the unique horror of the Holocaust. This has been labelled Holocaust obfuscation, which some believe to be more subtle and dangerous than outright Holocaust denial. Wendy Robbins reports. I'm in Lithuania in the Baltics, once home to one of Europe's most vibrant Jewish communities. 95% of them were murdered here, the highest percentage in Europe. It's a basic moral issue for the Baltic states and for Lithuania, which has the highest proportion of Jews killed in the Holocaust in all of Europe, that its museum dedicated to this topic, to this word genocide, excludes the genocide that occurred in its borders and with the massive participation of the very people that this museum disgracefully glorifies as some kind of freedom fighters. This is all interconnected. David Katz was professor of Yiddish at Vilnius University for 11 years, but says he lost his job after condemning what he saw as distortions of the Holocaust story. His concern is that nationalists here are pushing one particular version of history. For example, their 2008 Prague Declaration, which includes a demand for an overhaul of European history textbooks, is making good progress through the European Parliament. Its request for a single commemoration day for victims of both Nazi and Soviet crimes has already commanded a majority vote. Without denying a single death, the obfuscationists excel in confusing the issue, in distorting, minimising, trivialising, raising other crimes to that alleged level of genocide and a whole host of tricks to so confuse the issue that the word and the category and the notion Holocaust is deleted from European history. How did this start? Who's behind this? It started right here in the Baltic countries and it started because the Baltic countries face a very difficult problem in dealing with their own history. You can't deny anything here. These countries are full of hundreds of mass graves where their entire Jewish populations lie buried. What basically started as anti-Semitic discourse has evolved tragically in the years after Baltic independence from the Soviet Union into a sophisticated paradigm with fancy words in the hands of academics, politicians, journalists, and other elites who are out to convince all of Europe, not only their own people in the Baltic states, to adopt the new model of two equal genocides. 87-year-old Melach Stalevich survived the Holocaust, but his family did not. They were among the tens of thousands of Jews thrown into a pit in the forest of Ponar and shot. What does he make of the double genocide claim? <laughs> it's a big joke. It's being told by actors trying to deceive the outside world into believing they were somehow victims here. The truth is that many were deported and not only stayed alive, but also got into higher education and found jobs. That wasn't to be for your family. What happened to my family was very different. In 1941, they were stripped 
and humiliated, shot and tossed into one of many huge pits along with tens of thousands of others. We're in the Museum of Genocide Victims in Vilnius and what's striking as you walk around is there's no mention whatsoever of the Holocaust. There's nothing, there's no exhibits, no placards, nothing to tell anyone visiting this museum that 200,000 Jews died in this country during the genocide that everyone knows about. The horrors perpetrated by the communists need to be exposed and publicised. Nobody argues with that. This is not a competition in suffering. Yet the fact is that 200,000 Jews were killed here in less than six months. Why, I asked the director of the Centre for Genocide Research, is the Holocaust not even mentioned in their Museum of Genocide Victims? The tradition of this museum is to provide information about the Soviet occupation and Soviet repression, nothing else. Your very centre, the Centre for Genocide Research, sits on the very site where the Vilnius ghetto was, where thousands of Jews were rounded up and murdered. Why, for example, is there no plaque outside? Memory is not only about marking a place with a stone or plaque. And of course, there is a Holocaust museum elsewhere. We provide maps showing people who come here how to get to it. I'm off now to the city's Holocaust Museum, but it's actually quite hard to find. It's tucked away here at the top of a steep driveway. You can't see it, it's invisible from the street below, and it's somewhere that you'd really have to seek out. It is a heavy crime, of course, of the Soviet regime. Rachel Kostanian, director of the Holocaust Museum. But the difference with the Jews is, is one main difference. The Lithuanian as a nation, survived. They are here, they have schools, operas, theatres, high schools, etc. The Jews have nothing because they are dead. How does Rachel feel about the current political trends? Anger, of course. I was angry, very angry. Again, it's a falsification of history. It is the repeating of the stereotypes. It is the thought that where is the world going to? Where? What future is for the world? What future awaits my grandchildren? It's time to seek an official explanation of why the Museum of Genocide Victims is silent on the genocide against Jews. Giving it is the Prime Minister's spokesperson, Virgis Valentinavichus. Basically, it's a, a KGB jail museum. It's a different story, and I think the name is not very fortunate, and we will be working to somehow change that. Why not look at what happened under the Soviet occupation here as a distinct, separate issue? Because always putting it together with the Holocaust does run the risk of distorting and minimising the real unique horror of the Holocaust. All these things are things of the past, basically. And uh, Holocaust tragedy and Stalin-inflicted tragedy, they are uh, matters of the past. What I asked him about the accusation that his government is trying to rewrite history. No, we are not trying to rewrite history. There are two extremes. One is that Lithuania is a country which is 100% populated by unrepentant Holocaust killers and zoological anti-Semites. 
other extreme is that Lithuanians did nothing bad and they just saved Jews and everything. Some of Lithuanians stick to this last extreme. Some of the Jews stick to, to the first extreme. And the truth is somewhere in the middle. For the few Lithuanian Jews who escaped the Nazis, the Soviets seemed to be their only hope. With no British or American troops to turn to, the tiny number of escapees joined up with Soviet-supported anti-Nazi partisans. Now, astonishingly, some of these survivors, in their late 80s, remember, are being hounded as war criminals. Dovid Katz. In 2006, the state launched a campaign of war crimes investigations, not against Nazi war criminals who were never investigated seriously here, but against Holocaust survivors in their 80s who are alive because they escaped the ghettos to join up with the resistance in the forests of Lithuania. In 2008, things deteriorated more here when police came looking for two magnificent, brave women who are heroes of the free world, Rachel Margolis and Fania Jochales Brantsovsky, both escapees of the Vilna ghetto who joined up with the partisans and fought heroically against Hitler. One of these women, 88-year-old Fania Branchovsky, lost her entire family and was one of the last Jews to escape the Vilna ghetto. She walked 43 kilometres in fear of her life before reaching the anti-Nazi partisans. What does she make of now being denounced as a communist war criminal by state prosecutors and the mainstream media? It could be that the very difficult economic situation here is playing some part in all this. After all, we Jews have a long history of being singled out as the enemy. What really lies behind this is that people do not know their history and do not understand. And it is in certain people's interest to keep them in ignorance. It's so important for us that they know the truth. The Prime Minister's spokesperson responds that the government is even now trying to persuade state prosecutors to drop their campaign against survivors like Fania. Dovid Katz is not convinced. Nobody is going to charge them or try them. It is all part of the obfuscation movement to create a bogus paper trail of investigation the plan being that they will leave this world as war crime suspects so the history books will be able to say our prosecutors um, investigated Soviet and Nazi uh, war criminals, but they all died before we were able to bring these investigations to a conclusion. It's a very nasty ruse. To hear more of our podcasts and to have your say, visit our website www.thefifthcolumn.co.uk.